0: Welcome to Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. I'm Greg Smalley, along with my wife, Erin. We lead the marriage team here at Focus on the Family, and we've been married for over 30 years.
1: We're so excited to be doing this podcast because our goal is really to equip you and your spouse toward a healthy, godly relationship that will last a lifetime. We want to help you grow closer to the Lord and closer together And God designed marriage to be a thriving, lifelong covenant. And we want to do whatever we can do to keep that design.
0: And, you know, that's really why we're doing this podcast. We want you to have a seat at the table every week as we discuss important topics that we see as marriage counselors, you know, and how we even navigate these in -hmm. our own marriage. We've been married, like I said, 30 years. We have four kids.
1: Yeah, and I'm in private practice as a marriage counselor and work mainly with couples and some individual women and also work here at Focus in the marriage department. Greg and I team up and do a lot of podcasting. We write. We've written many books.
0: And we've had to figure out how to you know navigate a lot of these issues within Mm -hmm, our own marriage and that's that's we want to be honest and real about what we've been through and also what we see as we as we work with couples you know because we believe that marriage is life's greatest adventure and we really want to help you create a marriage you've always dreamed of
1: yes and we've got some great segments coming up that will tackle important issues that we all have to work through in marriage including us times of transition and also learning to dream together. Later on, Greg and I will be tackling some good conversation starters that you and your spouse can use in your marriage. And we're also gonna hear a question from one of our listeners who wants to know, How does she best communicate her feelings during a time of loss when her husband doesn't feel the same loss that she does?
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm so glad that we're talking about transitions and how do we dream well together? Because these are important aspects of marriage that I don't think people often really talk about. I know, Erin, for us, Mm -hmm. one time really stands out. It was You talk about a huge transition really about pursuing a dream that you had had since you were a little girl.
1: Yeah, I always wanted to adopt a little girl because I was adopted and we had talked about that before we got married and several years into our marriage after having three biological kids, we decided to begin exploring adoption.
0: Yeah, and this really became... A shared dream. I mean, the more that I understood that God really had placed that on your heart, I loved it. So, one time we even started praying for adoption. We decided that we were wanting to pursue a little girl. We were going to name her Annie. So, we started praying specifically for an Annie and we prayed and prayed and prayed. Yeah. And nothing happened. And a good friend of ours, remember that conversation yes. in my office about his yeah. trip to China? And he
1: told us about a little girl who we later found out her name was Annie. And so, thus, our dream came to fruition. And we began walking that out and began the adoption process and brought little Annie home July 4th, 2010.
0: You know, what really stands out to me about that season is we were trying to adopt Annie. Is that for me, it was always about, you know, I can't wait till we get her. Really looking back, the power of you and I dreaming together was not actually getting any, although we love her and she's I'm been in our family <laughs> for what, 12 years now. But it was really, it was the the pursuit, the journey, mm-hmm. the day to day as we prayed, as we dreamed, as we talked, as we cried, as we grieved. What wasn't seeming to happen. That's the true power of dreaming. Absolutely.
1: I don't know that we ever had a season where we were more connected because we were moving. In such unison towards the same goal, but it was that journey that really ignited our hearts. And we've had several other experiences like that as well, but that one really stands out.
0: Yeah. And as we transition through different seasons, dreaming is so important. You know, we had a great conversation with our good friend, Dr. Julie Slattery, about how do we navigate transitions? In our marriage, you know, how do we find ways to dream together? She's an author, speaker, and the founder of Authentic Intimacy. So let's listen to what Julie had to say. As you and Mike have have made this big transition into emptiness, uh, other people are. I mean, we're all constantly moving in and out of different seasons. Could be a different job. It might be we've sold a home, a child has started school, whatever that season is. What has really helped you guys navigate out of one chapter and and kind of into another chapter?
2: I think one is recognizing the seasons and they are chapters. And that gives us permission to grieve And to say goodbye to a chapter. Because
0: we don't do that well. No, we don't. Yeah. Mm -mm.
2: Yeah. I I remember when we were done having children, like just needing to take a moment and to grieve that I'm never going to be pregnant again. We're not going to have a little baby again. Like just to say this is a season and there's a loss here and it's okay to name it. Uh, And the same with empty nest. Like it is a season and there's a loss and there's a time to look at the pictures of the boys when they were little and remember what it was like for them to come down for breakfast every morning and not to glorify it because there were certain there's certainly other parts of it where it's like <laughs> I'm kind of glad that one's over but I don't think we do a very good job of remembering and acknowledging seasons unless it's like a big birthday or something but it also gives us the opportunity to thank God for the season and to ask for his vision for a new season. Mm. And to begin to vision cast and dream together,
1: that helps a lot. Well, there's something so powerful about the, doing that together as a couple mm-hmm. because then it moves you together together into that new season and really just connecting as far as what is this like for you? Well, this is what it's like for me, and this is what I'm feeling. And, you know, having that opportunity just to care and connect. But then moving into, okay, what's it going to look like? Yeah. We get to decide. And I think there's something in our American culture that
2: tells us that every season is going to be better than the next. Mm. You'll even have people tell you. I know this is going to be great, you know, like look forward to this. And that optimism can be somewhat helpful, but I think it also keeps us from lamenting. Mm -hmm. So there are couples going through seasons where it's not going to get better. Maybe they're facing a terminal illness or they're facing the loss of a child and the optimism of, no, it just keeps getting better. It's not true. God keeps renewing us. He keeps building the inner person. We have eternity to look forward to. That is the optimism of the Christian faith. But sort of the American dream keeps us from recognizing that there are losses and there are things that we let go of that we're not going to get back. But then that also frees you to say, okay, in every season there is something that I can thank God for. There is something we can rejoice in. What is it? Uh, and I think that perspective has helped, mm. again, to mm, have the perspective so name that. And I
0: love that because even within our Christian culture, it's easy to, when faced with a trial, to remind yeah. each other that, but God promises that through this, he's going to grow us in some way or we'll yeah. get some something, some mm-hmm. benefit versus, that's true. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's not true, versus really embracing the loss yeah. and, and the pain in. As I look back over the last couple of years through COVID, I think that's one of the big issues that that we, we didn't do well collectively is embrace the loss. And there were so many small losses, huge losses, health losses, death, mm-hmm. I mean, job, you name it. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the best things that, that Aaron and I did, and we, we just kind of stumbled into this, we would, you know, just to get out of the house, we'd go for a walk. And part of what we would ask each well, other we couldn't
1: go anywhere that's else. True, so yes, walking the, was yeah. a great option. Yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> We'd put masks on our dogs <laughs> and we would head out. But we did say what's what's a new loss that you've experienced mm. maybe over the last couple of days or the mm. last week? What has that been like? Yeah. I think that's one of the benefits now as we look back. That really taught me to better pay attention to just the 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 everyday losses that mm-hmm. every one of us experience, the letdowns. Just making that okay to go. Yeah, well, what was that like for you? And just to care versus well, now I got to solve this one mm-hmm. more thing that I got to fix. Mm-hmm. You know, as as your husband. But that, that made such a big difference.
1: Mm-hmm. One of my friends who is also a therapist, we used to say, well, life is just one loss after the other. <laughs> yeah, so that's a real positive way to look at it. But even in those seasons of loss, there are things to be gained. Mm-hmm. And it might be that I'm changing and growing and becoming more compassionate because of the loss. And so it's just looking at that, like you're saying, there's hard seasons. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't get better until we meet Jesus face to face. And But there's things that he's doing in us yeah. and through us.
2: And I think that's part of preparing us to see God and growing spiritually. Like if I have two hands and I can only hold as much as two hands can hang on to, earlier in life, my hands are filled with the dreams of my kids and the busyness of that and career ambition and the Lord begins to take away those things that are good, but have too much. I have too much grasp on. Hmm. And so with the losses, it's like, wow, I have, a, I have an empty hand here. I'm going to learn to hold on to God. I'm going to learn to put more weight into him and more importance on my walk with him to the point where, you see those who are in their 70s, 80s, and further, there's very little in their hands anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is? What do they wake up to do every day? God still has a purpose, and part of the purpose is really preparing our heart for Him being all and everything. And so there is a beauty in that that is what our faith points us to. That again, if we just get so enamored with how do we stay looking young and get the most out of this life, there's nothing good coming from our losses. Yeah,
0: One of my favorite stories uh, in the Old Testament, uh, King Saul, his son Jonathan, God kind of gave him a vision of attacking the Philistine army by scaling this cliff. And when you get to the top, you're going to take on this whole Philistine outpost it's a crazy dream. But he shares that with his young armor bearer. And as I read that story, a couple things hit me. Like, first of all, that sounds like the most insane, you know, plan ever. And I could only imagine that young armor bearer wanting to go. Yeah. But recently I have an injury to my leg. I can't probably climb or that uh, sleep on mm-hmm. it for a while or whatever. But I love his response when he hears this dream, in a sense, that God had laid on Prince Jonathan's heart. And so this young armor bearer says, you know, let's do all that you have said. I'm with you, heart and soul. And in marriage, I think that's one of the best responses when, you know, when we move in and out of a different season and God will lay different things on our heart, different callings or different dream or even maybe a a new bucket list. Item That with Aaron, as I hear those things, and, and we do talk about that, we talk about that quite often, you know, what, and I'll just ask her, you know, mm-hmm. what's something new that you've been dreaming about? Or what's something you want to do before you kick the bucket? What's a bucket mm-hmm. list item that I want my attitude to be, hey, do all that you just said. I'm with your heart and soul. Mm-hmm. But Jonathan's response was going, let's, let's climb up there and perhaps God will show up. Perhaps we'll win. It's up to Him. But I love that word, perhaps. So it sounds like for you, as you guys have moved into this new season, I I hear that. I hear an open-handed, perhaps Mm -hmm. God is going to move. We'll just climb. We'll Mm -hmm. enter in this new season. I love that I'm also hearing that you guys have really joined together, sort of like that young armor bearer. I'm with you, heart and soul. Mm -hmm. What's it been like for you as You've entered into this new season, even ministry-wise, that, that you were talking about. That your husband Mike mm-hmm. is now part of that with you. What what has that done to you as a as a wife? What what's been the benefit of having him with you in that dream? Actively, you know, how's that impacted your marriage? Even. Yeah,
2: I have to say, he's been with me way before today definitely
0: yeah and i was actually
1: thinking that yeah because we were around 10 years ago mm-hmm. when you begin to dream about authentic intimacy and i know mike was 100 percent with you mm. like yes do this mm-hmm. and i know i'm sure there's been different seasons yeah. um rapids and smooth mm-hmm. sailing and on and on yeah but what has that been like yeah it's amazing
2: it really it really is i I think earlier in marriage, when I really felt called, like I I got my doctorate degree. I was excited to practice. I was excited to do all that God had laid on my heart as a young woman. And then we started having kids, and my husband was getting established in his career. And I really felt like God was telling me, like, put your ambitions on the altar and trust me with them. And invest in your husband, invest in your kids. And I basically didn't work You know, outside the home. I just did a very little counseling here or there. And I had all these visions to do the kinds of things that I'm doing today. But God asked me to lay them aside and invest in my husband, invest in my family, invest in my kids. And I think about that decision and how hard it was back then, not knowing if I'd ever pick up what I felt like God had laid on my heart and the ministry that God had given me a glimpse of. Man, this is just what I love to tell young women and young men, like there are seasons and there are seasons where God says, let go of your dreams, trust me, do the work I put in front of you, invest in your spouse, honor each other above yourselves. And it comes back. And now I see this amazing man who is saying to me, like, I see what God has given you to do. I just want to run with you.
0: Oh, I love that. I do too. That's a powerful statement. I just want to run with you because as we transition in and out of these different seasons in our life, The fact that that I know that you're running with me, that you're you're Mm -hmm. there with me, that we're doing this together, we're pursuing whatever God has next, Mm -hmm. and and we may not know, and that's why for us— we we've really prioritized. We've got to keep them dreaming together and figure out what what's next as we enter this this new season.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more comforting to me as a wife, as a um, a mom, a woman, that you are with me, that we're in this together, that I'm not alone. And I really do think that is such a part of the design of marriage that God intended.
0: Yeah. So as we look to the horizon, so let's say we've entered into. A new season or there's some transition, you know, that we're going through. Boy, a powerful experience is to ask each other questions, to do some conversation starters around dreaming together. Mm -hmm. And so we have actually a big list and we'll put a link in the show notes. But that would be fun, Aaron, if you and I pull from a hat so literally if you could see into our studio we have a hat we've got some questions there we don't know what they are so we haven't had time to prep so this is just kind of for us what it would feel like us going out on a date and kind of doing this so so number one okay this is for you okay so are there things that you set aside when we got married that you would like to consider pursuing now
1: Yes and no, because I often when I look at my dream list, I realize that so many of my dreams have come true. And I know that you have been such a part of that. I feel like I should be saying, oh, yeah. Because you have supported me so much. I mean, one of the big things I wanted to do was travel. Then I wanted to get a master's degree. And you have walked with me through those dreams, traveling together and just the opportunities that God has given us, as well as a master's degree. So I would say that a lot of my dreams have come true because of you.
0: And and I love that and thank you and like I've talked about before I want to be a dream maker for you and yes, your dreams. Which
1: I love hearing that, but what I love even more is that you live that out. Mm. So it's not just words. There's actions that go with that.
0: I mean, I, I love how you answer that, but for me what what I saw that you really put aside was your schooling becoming you know, full-time counselor and really operating in these amazing gifts that God's given you. And I say this to you: I love bragging about Erin. She truly is one of the best therapists that I've ever seen. I've been around a lot of good ones, trained a lot of great ones, and, and, and you by far are the best. But I say that only to go. But yet you put that aside, mm-hmm. like you felt so convicted. In really believing God was calling you to for a season to mm-hmm. to really be home with our kids, and, and I'm so grateful because now I'm watching how you're just blossoming. Mm-hmm. Going, man, what would that have been like, <laughs> you know, if this was 20 years ago that that you were really able to fully exercise all who God has created you in these amazing gifts that you have? Mm-hmm. So I I want to say thank you well, for putting that stuff aside.
1: Well, thank you for saying that, and I always smile when he says that because I personally think he is the greatest. Marriage counselor I know so
0: okay fine we can I'll argue be the about greatest. That. no you said I am so I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna take okay, that okay now
1: I get to ask you a question so what goals do you have for our marriage in the years ahead Oof. that's not deep at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I the the biggest goal that I feel God really laying on my heart is I, I want to get so good at repairing. Conflicts after they've happened because you were never going to keep them from happening. And I'm grateful actually when we disagree and when we go through some, a a challenging discussion.
1: And I appreciate that because what we find in a marriage is that typically one pursues repair and one withdraws from repair. And Greg, you definitely over the years have been less likely or motivated to come and do the repair work. I'm usually the one pursuing that. So I love hearing that.
0: Well, cause I mean, even just the other day, and I, I honestly can't remember what we were, not fighting about but it was a it was a harder conversation as you shared your feelings. I remember for me just instantly going into oh that doesn't make sense and oh she's misreading it and if I can just explain to her what she didn't seem to understand, we'll be good. And I know that that's not the right way to approach you. It's so Mm -hmm. hard for me to, to get out of my way at times in that. And yet it feels like for us that that would take our marriage to the Mm -hmm. next level. I mean, literally to me, that's how I want to level up in our marriage is just, I want to get really good at just being able to settle in and hear how you're feeling, not to judge or, to try to make a logical sense of how you feel, but mm-hmm. just allow that to be morally neutral, not right or wrong. Just how you feel and lean into that.
1: And I would love that.
0: I, <laughs> that's <laughs> shocking. <laughs> it's, it's hard for me. So that, yeah, that's a goal. One can I, I hope want and pray. Really, Yeah, I want to <laughs> keep praying about that. I would love someday to overhear you having a conversation with a friend. Like you don't even know I'm listening. And for you to go, yeah, you know what? Man, we we repair when we have hard moments really, really well. So Mm -hmm. there's my dream. All right, last one. So where do you hope to be in your career 10 years from now?
1: That's a hard one, but where I could dream about, like if, if there were no limitations, especially with time, if there were no limitations, I would pursue my doctorate and do some more education and continue building a private practice and supervising others and building kind of a marriage center, but also I love that. What I love with what I do right now is I see couples and work within the private practice, but then I get to come to focus and do things like this with you. And you know, speaking and writing and all of that comes just hand. They work so well together. There's such a synergy with both of those realms, but then also getting to experience that with you.
0: I told you we're we're inviting you to have a seat at the table. And so you were literally just at the table of our date. So this is the kind of stuff that we love to do. Yes, while but now I'm hungry. I want to go on a date. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Well, now we're going to move to our weekly Q&A. This is the part of the show where we answer your burning questions about marriage.
1: We welcome any question about marriage, whether you're about to become engaged, are newly married, or have been married for decades. We'd love to help you any way that we can. This is where we can best connect with you and help you with your specific needs. So please send us all your marriage questions through our show page. You can click the button on the side of the page to leave us a voicemail.
0: We'll even incentivize you, okay? You send in a question, and if we answer that question on the show, then we're going to send you a copy of our book, Reconnected, Moving from Roommates to Soulmates in Your Marriage. This is one of our very favorite Mm -hmm. books that we've done. So we'll send this to you for no charge, and it's really our way to say thank you for reaching out to us.
1: Today's question comes from Caroline, who lives in Oregon, and this is what she had to say. Dear Greg and Aaron, I've been struggling with all of my kids being out of the house, but my husband doesn't seem to feel the same way. How do I talk to him about the loss I'm feeling when he doesn't seem to be struggling like I am?
0: Yeah, I would say first and foremost, really stop the judgment. Because as I hear that question, I hear you even judging your own feelings. Like, oh, I'm really struggling with this, but he's not. And what that does is it comes across is suggesting that he should be struggling in the exact same way that you are.
1: Yeah, and the truth is there has to be room for both people's grief. And often people grieve differently. And so what an opportunity for you to be able to lean in and share. Like, this is really hard for me. And I'm wondering if you're experiencing anything different, any grief, any emotion, you know, how do you feel about our kids being gone?
0: Yeah, because, you know, for me if you were to come to me, Aaron. So we and we've gone through this. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this for a second. So three of our four have transitioned out of our home, and and two are married. One's in college, and and that was that was a hard season. And mm-hmm. we did grieve very differently, very mm-hmm. much like Caroline's talking about that. Mm-hmm. A lot of tears for you. Mm-hmm. For me, it, it would have been really hard for you to come to me and go, "What's wrong? Like, what what does this mean that you're not?" I don't see the tears. That you're not grieving like like I'm grieving. You're not struggling with mm-hmm. this versus. Mm-hmm really asking something like, you know, what do you, what do you miss most about having kids in our home? Mm-hmm. Like that would be easy for me to talk about, oh yeah, I mean, I miss the the family time. I miss really that the, there's an energy when, when all of our kids are home together, just the, mm-hmm. the fun conversations, the way that we play together. Mm-hmm. And and then you could even follow up with, with again, not, you know, how are you feeling or how are you grieving? But, but you could even say something like, you know, maybe what's been the hardest part of having our kids gone? Cause that would, I tell you where where that would hit me instantly would be that I, I miss having some of my very, very best friends Mm -hmm. with me full time. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I love our kids and I enjoy them. They drive me nuts (laughs) and frustrate (laughs) the life out of me at times. You know, it's, it, it impacts our marriage. I love the quote that we've seen the enemy of marriage and they're little. So I get all that, but but in spite of all that, man, these are some of my very best friends and it's hard not having them with me full time.
1: Yeah, and I was, I was smiling inside as you were answering because I was thinking, you know, I could ask you, what's the best thing about having our kids gone and the hardest thing about oh. having our kids gone? Because it's a little bit of both. And I would say it's important as you're leaning in and asking these questions to take away any judgment You know, just recognizing that you guys might be experiencing this different, but just by talking about it and having this dialogue that we are going to be grieving together. But the grief, again, might look different and sound different. And so it's really taking that judgment hat off and putting the hat of curiosity on. Well,
0: well, even hearing you say that, like what's been the hardest part you know, of having our kids gone, you know, one of the things like it, it, this is what instantly came to my mind was that yeah, I, don't, I don't have anybody to watch sporting events with me. I don't have anybody to watch the kinds of action movies that I love to watch because that was our son Garrison really loved doing that with me. And that's been hard. But I tell you, I, I would not have thought of any of this had you simply said, how are you feeling? Or what's mm-hmm. what's really going on with you? Or you don't yeah. seem like you're you're grieving. None of this would have come to mind. So, what I appreciate about this is that if as you ask that a little bit differently, because again, all I would mm-hmm. need to do, right, Erin, mm-hmm. for you. Is just to say, you know, how are you feeling? Like, give yes. me three feeling words. Yes, because for me now that, that kids are gone. is an
1: easier yeah. task than for you. Or uh, for me, that's a little bit easier to really access those emotions in my heart that I typically could ramble off about five emotions.
0: Yeah, but that question though will it that will not generate? Yeah,
1: no, I know that deeper
0: understanding for me. Yeah, yes, and I that, know
1: that is not a question to ask you. That there's some more creative ways creative avenues I can take to access that information in your heart and even to help access that information. And so it's just, it's, we're different. And I'm guessing Caroline, you and your husband are different as well. And that's okay. That's a good thing.
0: And Caroline, we're going to put a link to these conversation starters here in our show notes. Because, again, there's so many good ones that, that get to these kinds of questions that we were even talking about. So thank you for your question about really struggling through transitions. And be sure to look out for your copy of Reconnected, and we'll send that out as soon as we can. And if you're listening today and if you have questions for us, please contact us. Click the tab on the side of the episode page to leave us a voicemail.
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We've really enjoyed this time with you and hope you found today's episode encouraging and helpful to your marriage. Please like, listen, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: We hope that we've encouraged you to dream together as a couple. You know, ultimately, you're on the same team and should be working together in every aspect of your relationship. So I hope that we were able to help you understand how to do that even better. You know, our goal is to equip you and your spouse towards a healthy and godly relationship that lasts for a lifetime. We want to see you grow spiritually as a couple and as individuals. You know, really the strength of your marriage is going to depend on your individual connection to the Lord. You know, another important goal that we have is to empower you to strengthen other couples, to invest in other couples, in your family, in your community, you know, share what you've learned, mistakes and all so that other husbands and wives will be encouraged to stay together and to work on their relationship.
1: We'd also like to mention a book we wrote that can help you and your spouse work through the issues you might have in your marriage.
0: Yeah, it's called Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. It's really focused on helping you to understand what teamwork looks like in a thriving marriage. If you and your spouse want to work on some of the things that we've covered today, then we'd like to send you a copy of that for a gift of any amount.
1: Because of your support, this podcast can provide helpful marriage content to couples who need it most. So thank you for your generosity. You can click on the link in the notes to donate and get your copy of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage today.
0: Well, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time as we talk about this crazy little thing called marriage.